Welcome back, healthcare leaders, to this week's episode of Practice Management Insights. I am your host, Ashley Malone, and I am so glad that you were able to join us again this week. We have a little fun each season with our last episode, which this is episode six of season three. And this is the episode that we dedicate to a patient perspective. This is the real world episode. I like to talk to patients. and really just get some some feedback, some reflection, some perspective. I think that all of us who are in the management or possibly the provider side of healthcare, it's it's just really easy to get lost sometimes, I think. We see patients in our office all week. Um, you start, you know, you go by chart numbers, you go by numbers, by volumes, by surgical, you know, details, and sometimes we kind of lose perspective of the the person behind the patient, the person behind the encounter. And I like to dedicate this episode to really try to, to dig into that a little bit and lean into it and remember why at the end of the day, we're actually all doing what we do. It's to take great care of patients and to make sure that we're still uh, keeping sight of that mission and those goals. So while brainstorming different episodes, um, one of the things I've just been dying to do is to actually dig into the the different stages of healthcare. I guess the, the creation of a healthcare provider, whether that be from a seasoned surgeon or medical professionals, certified technicians, consultants who work in the industry, a lot of administrators. But I'm I'm actually really fascinated with the a little bit earlier in the stage. I wanted to talk to a medical student who's just starting the journey, has a fresh perspective on healthcare and how healthcare is evolving, but also just how the study of medicine is evolving. Um, and how the medical students of today are influenced in their learning so that when they come out of their learning and they become the doctors of the next generation, of of our generation um, as well, but our children and our children's children and how this cycle keeps continuing and how this new group of doctors may be embracing healthcare and some of the challenges today. So... Having said all that, I am thrilled to announce um, our next guest. His name is Benjamin Lefko. He is a second-year student finishing up, and I just really thought it would be neat to talk to him and to get kind of that fresh perspective. So first of all, welcome, Benjamin, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Ashley. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I've been looking forward to joining this podcast for quite, quite a while now, so it's, it's good to be on. So Benjamin, I mentioned that you're in your second year. You're really finishing up your second year. So can you just kind of touch on that? Uh, The first two years for people who may not be providers, maybe the administrator side of our listeners, it's pretty grueling. Is that that accurate? That is pretty accurate. Uh, The first two years, what they really want to do is establish a strong foundation of the academia side of medicine, so the textbooks, the exams, of course, the lectures, the resources, it's all just a conglomeration of what has been studied and proven 
in the medical world today. And I really think that sets the foundation for the following two years of medical school, which is the clinical aspect. So we're in a hospital. We're not quite treating patients yet. We're still under the weighing and assistance of the practicing doctors. But they really try to integrate the textbooks into real-life patient cases. So would you say that... You're learning, I love that you were saying that the it's kind of foundational stuff. Um, would you say that some of that learning is influenced by your instructors or your proctors? Yeah, so I would say I'm, I'm greatly influenced by the person teaching me the material. They also uh, try to stay up to date on their information. So these textbooks and these resources, what a lot of people don't know is they don't really update, but every five, maybe every 10 years, so there'll be information that is outdated that we are currently being tested on. However, that is not the most up-to-date in the medical world. For example, a pharmaceutical that's currently out of practice or this disease with contraindications we didn't previously know. So though the medical field is ever-evolving, it is imperative to stay up-to-date in the met from the medical student's perspective. They don't always get the most accurate, most current information. That's a really good point. Um, you know, I, I try really hard. This podcast, kind of the purpose behind it really was just that, you know, I feel alone a lot of times in my uh, duties as an administrator. It's it's a bizarre, healthcare's bizarre. Um, a friend of mine was, was kind of laughing at me about this podcast because I seem to, in every episode, say, healthcare's hard. But that's kind of the purpose of this podcast. Healthcare is hard. The management of healthcare it is hard. And you know what? It doesn't get any easier if you're a doctor. You guys are your product, your business owners, but you're, you're also these providers of humans, um, their well-being. And dealing with the psychology behind it, the complexity behind it, I've always thought it was so bizarre that God gave us these bodies, but no manual. So we have to go through these journeys to even understand what's going on inside of our body, let alone how to treat it. So what are your thoughts on that? Does Have you ever thought of it in that way? Sure, absolutely. I know, uh, see, medicine's also multifaceted in the sense that I don't know everything that goes on behind the administrator's desk. And given I'm just a second-year medical student, I don't even know everything that goes on behind the, the doctor's office and the doctor's head. But going back to administration, I don't know the, I don't know how to be a good administrator, what that even entails. Of course, I have some ballpark ideas, but it all revolves around the patient, right? You got this big web of these industries and employers and employees, and the main objective or the main goal, or it should be the main goal, is to treat the patient, treat them effectively, treat them well, um, try to treat them cost effectively, but I feel like people lose sight of that. So they want to be the best doctor or the best administrator or the best pharmacologist. Well, what does that mean? That means whatever walks through your door, which oftentimes people don't know what's going to walk through their door that day. uh, Take this patient, take this case, and try to treat them as as best as you can. So I think that's a constant challenge. There's always room for improvement in every healthcare provider, no matter what that looks like. And I think people need to realize that we are all intertwined and interconnected, and our focus is that that primary goal of, you know, treating these patients. I love I love that. Um, 
you know, I, I think that sometimes we get worn out in life, what, wherever your life is, is leading you. Um, one of the reasons why I was fascinated about this topic and about having you join us is to have kind of capture, I guess, the perspective of someone who's still kind of in the trenches of this process. You know, you're only year two. You say only year two, but you've already been through, obviously, you know, a gazillion years of school and you chose this. Um, this is not an easy path. And I know that, you know, being a physician or a surgeon or a, a medical professional, there could be some financial rewards for certain people, but I have to imagine the grueling nature of what you're going through is not about the finances um, and that it really is still about the people and the humans behind what you're doing. Exactly. Absolutely. I always say, or I have been saying since being a medical student, if you want to become a doctor to get rich, that is the least effective way to do that. There are countless industries and occupations that can make you money if that's your primary goal which of course that was never mine and i like to think that all my colleagues myself included don't have that initial thought when joining medicine that driving force that chosen to pursue medicine i'm really just speaking for myself i'm fascinated by the subject of medicine and i know that's so broad and kind of a cop-out cliche if you will but it is ever evolving. Nobody would truly know everything. And the more you learn about medicine, the more you learn what you do not know. And I think that can be said for, for most occupations, but medicine specifically, because humans are just so complex by design and by nature. And with all this technology and innovation in the field, we are only scraping the iceberg and only realizing what we truly don't know. So to me, that, that's a fascinating drive, and it's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me studying through these long, long academic semesters. But I know it will be rewarding in the end. Um, financially, sure, but overall, just the aspect of knowing what I do has a direct impact on people, on society. And um, it's, a race you, it's a race you can't win. That's why they call it practicing medicine, because nobody has gotten it perfect quite yet. I, I actually really, that's a refreshing perspective. I've never heard someone look at it that way. And I, I actually really love that. I think that's a really healthy perspective. Um, most of us want to win and we want to learn everything about a topic. And I think that maybe that's where some providers get complacent and patients feel that. I love your perspective that you actually can't learn everything and the more you learn, the less you know, and that it's a, a lifelong journey um, to really continue being able to stay on top of your game and, and to keep that knowledge fresh. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think it's also important. Um, I know a bunch of us med students, some of us about to start our third year, some of us just starting out their first year, um, I kind of, I've made friends and companions kind of all throughout this walk of medicine and all of us are, are hungry, right? All of us current medical students, we're hungry. We want that next residency, that attending job. We want to be that established doctor, but I think it's not, I think it's important to not lose sight of where you are right now and kind of enjoy the struggle and the hustle because one day we will be 
these practicing physicians, uh, hopefully successful at our jobs, um, good patient base, good client base. And I feel like what could happen is you lose, you lose sight of that. You lose sight of that internal drive and you do become complacent, as you said. So I think it's important, um, especially for us young medical professionals to kind of keep that fire, keep that, um, that hunger that initially drove us to the medical field and utilize that as best we can uh, in practice, no matter how long that may be. I love that. And you get the benefit of being on a podcast. So we're going to memorialize that and play this back to you in eight years um, or four years. But no, I, I love that. And, you know, from an administrator's viewpoint, I'm a, I'm a physician advocate. I'm also a, a patient advocate very much. But I really feel like the administrator's really only job or main job, we have we do a thousand things, but a lot of what we do could be done by other people, um, such as bookkeeping or, or whatnot. Our main priority is actually to take care of our providers and protect you and to keep you in your bubble of, you know, providing great care to patients and so that we can handle the business side of it and some of the stress for you. You know, you're also a consumer of healthcare. So you're a grown adult and you chose to go into medicine, but your whole life you've also been a patient, you know, wherever it is that you receive your care. So can you reflect on that a little bit? Has any of that played into maybe the type of provider you want to become? Maybe you've been disappointed with providers or the system, or maybe you've had good experiences and you want to, you know, mirror some of those experiences. Can you touch on that a little bit? Uh, of course, you know, and I think it's a healthy combination of both. I've had doctors, I've been patients, I've been a patient with doctors uh, or shadowed certain doctors that I think are outstanding. I think are very good at what they do. They treat the patients accordingly. Patients love them. And there's multiple characteristics of those doctors that I want to emulate when I practice one day. On the flip side, I've been uh, the patient with certain doctors or have shadowed or seen certain doctors in practice. And there's multiple things about them that I would not want to replicate. I would not want patients to see those qualities in me as a physician. Now, at the end of the day, all doctors are human. They Maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe the previous patient just kind of tipped them off, put them in a bad mood, what have you. And that's okay. That has to be okay. Nobody is perfect. No doctor can absolutely be 100% um, on, if you will, all the time. But I think it's important to take, take both of those things, right? Like, all right, how would I handle that situation differently? What can I learn from them? whether that's something they do, something they don't do. But being a patient, so almost mostly everybody has been a patient in a doctor's office before. And I think now being a medical student and future physician, you kind of look for things from the patient's perspective that your everyday patient would not. Um, everything down to even how the doctor greets you, how they, do they offer to shake your hand? Do they introduce themselves first or ask for your name first? Just little minute details that I get graded on in my clinical exams now. I think that that's really important. I think that, you know, you're one of my favorite people on the planet anyway, but, um, you know, I love the perspective that you're taking, your approach. I 
have talked about my own some of my own experiences and I get really frustrated because I feel like sometimes things are really disconnected and I understand why we're we're all really busy if you're you know at least in ophthalmology you may see 40 or 50 patients a day in one day so you know I can't even imagine primary care or an ER you know um, physician there's it's a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times you do need to just kind of take care of business and take care of the need in front of you. But there's still the, the package. There's still the human behind this. And they may not even be understanding what you're saying. We have different communication styles. We have different um, educational backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds. And, you know, as a provider, you have to do all of that. You have to be aware of all of it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, still figure out what's wrong with them. And, you know, if you have to prescribe a medication, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. So it really is a lot. And, you know, I just, I guess, pause and just appreciate you. Appreciate the, the students that are going through this now and the providers who have come out the other side. Um, and just recognize, you know, really how complex all of this ultimately is. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I think this is great. I think it's exciting. I love when people have kind of a desire to lean into topics and to learn new things and to try to come out of it a better person and doing something good in the world. Um, what are your thoughts? I have to ask. I know you get this all the time, and your answer can be no clue. But what are you thinking as far as your future? Um, is it just way too early to even know that? What does that look like for a medical student? Hmm. Well, it looks different for every uh, medical student. So some of my colleagues know exactly what they want to do, where they want to practice, maybe even the hospital or clinic where they want to work at one day. Um, but for me personally, I am far along enough to where I know maybe a couple of fields I do not want to specialize in, um, and maybe some fields that, that there's more to uncover. I really think my third and fourth year, uh, so clinical rotations, will just kind of shine some light on what I want to do, what I want to be for the rest of my life. So I, I do get that, that question a lot. I never... I never quite have an answer. I have the same answer, and that's I don't have an answer. Um, but I really think, yeah, these next two years, uh, I mean, I have to decide, right? After fourth year, I need to apply to a residency, so I better have at least some idea. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's good to know what you don't want to do. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that's just as important, you know, not, not getting yourself into a field that you just inherently do not really enjoy. Yeah. And it's not fun for you. It's not fun for the patients you're going to see. Um, so it's really important, I think, to have an interest in, in what you want to do. And it's it's okay to not know, at least where I'm at. Absolutely. As long as ophthalmology stays on your list. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got to advocate for the, for the eye world. No, of course, of course it is. I find <laughs> it very fascinating. And I actually have uh, chatted with the ophthalmologists that have turned out, you know, very resourceful, very, you know, Great doctors, so that I absolutely have it still. That's awesome. Well, Benjamin, this has been a pleasure. I always enjoy talking with you. Um, I think it's just fascinating what you're going through. People have no idea. Our non-physician listeners, I honestly think they have 
no idea how grueling. I didn't know. I, let me just say that. I didn't realize or fully appreciate it until I've had some conversations with you about the intensity of this process. And it, you know, it's not a one year condensed MBA program, which is very admirable and wonderful. It is a, like an eight year process of just full time studying and interacting with patients and um, learning. And it's just, it's so admirable. So Thank you for going through it and for hanging in there and for talking with us today. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, saying all that. I really, I really do appreciate it. I will uh, try to be just the, the best position I can be. I know I can say the, next, say, say the same for my colleagues. I really think the medical world, um, it's in good hands. It's, it's, going, it's going in the right direction. So, again, thank you for all that. Um, Hopefully I can, maybe I can be back as a resident or attending position. We'll take you up on that. Uh, how about that? We'll make a deal that I'll touch base with you again in your next chapter. And then we'll just keep, keep kind of continuing this conversation. I love that idea. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Well, um, thank you to Benjamin and thank you to all of our listeners again. Um, and thank you for making this podcast so successful. We are gaining new listeners every single day. And as always, if you have any topics you'd like for us to cover, feel free to contact us. Um, you can email me directly at ashley at pmlclaw.com. PMLC is Practice Management and Legal Consulting. That is our parent company. And I look forward to talking you, with you all in season four. Practice Management Insights is a podcast produced by Practice Management and Legal Consulting. For more information, visit us at pmlclaw.com or to submit a topic for future consideration, email Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E, at pmlclaw.com.